Adversity, bring it. The struggle, we welcome it. Snooze on life, never that. We are Dave Regina and Mike Perella, and this is the No Snooze Podcast. Come on. Welcome back, No Snooze Podcast, episode 117. Sorry. I'm in the booth My bad. with the big three, the best three, the only three. Michael, the show, Pirelli. Claudio, the voice, Valenzuela. And I am Dave, the body, with apparently a lot of wisdom because I got all these grays in my beard, Regina. Yes. Michael Pirelli. How are you, my brother? It's good to see you. I miss you, <laughs> I miss you. I miss Claudio a little more, but I did miss you. You did? Yeah. I was kind of afraid to report back, and uh, I'm afraid to text Ambrosio because I've, I literally fell off a cliff. Well, Although I, I'm running. I, I'm running. Yeah, yeah, you're running at a turtle pace. I'm, I'm cruising. <laughs> yeah. Did you see that 31 the, the, minutes? The turtle, the turtle is moving. Absolutely fine. Um, but no, no. I've seen that you, you haven't been posting. doesn't mean you're not working out. Um, but I figured there's a lot of life things going on. I have the best intentions to post. I'll tell everyone. Like last night, I was like, "Ooh, it's be a good one." Night owl post. Like I already know <laughs> what post. post. <laughs> I read a little emoji post. owl. And then by like 10:30, I'm just so beaten down yeah, that yeah. I'm like, you know, I'm going to bed. Yeah. No, man. There's a a lot going on. Um, some time has has passed. But what um what is on uh what is on the agenda for you? I mean, I see a lot going on, obviously, now with two two I've, kids and yeah. a lot of chaos, right? Yeah, I've taken on too much once again, um, once again, uh, but we're getting through it. Me and Dana are working well as a unit. Uh, it is chaos, I have to say. I don't know why every time people warn me, I'm like, yeah, yeah, like, okay, yeah, yeah, it can't be that bad. And then you get into it and you're like, holy hell, this is <laughs> wild. I, I had a conversation with somebody and they had said that two is so much harder than three. I don't know. I don't know why. I mean, I I don't know. How's that possible? And then I I even asked my my mom, and she was like, "Yeah, like actually, she's like three was fine." I think you're just so beaten down and confused (laughs) that you don't remember how hard it is. You know? Um, Yeah, I've heard that before too. But the the nonstop action has been interesting. Livy's at a ripe age where she's go go go. Yep. The hardest part that's the hardest part for us is getting them down at night mm-hmm. because it's like a ping pong effect. Yeah, and Livy's smart enough now and more she's more with it that she can request who she wants. So it's a you know dad's gonna start and then we're yep. gonna kick dad out and get mom in here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh yeah. Two thirty, we'll call dad in to you know pinch hit and then <laughs> mom will be called at three thirty. It's like yeah, and we're like high five and as we pass each other, I'm like you're <laughs> up and you're just like. <laughs> I wake I wake up every morning like there's a fire in the house. I'm yeah, like, yeah. This is what's where's going the baby? <laughs> but it's it's great. It's it's a lot of fun. I'm not. I'm gonna get a lot of flack for this, and everyone's like, "Enjoy it. You're gonna love this." I am not a fan of the baby. Stage. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not because this baby. I I mean, Juliana, I love you, but you're just dead weight. So I'm like, <laughs> you can't do nothing. You have right? to do you can't. so much. The only thing that's gonna work out is my left bicep. Yeah, yeah. It's the only thing. Like cooking, you can do it. And then these straps, like tactical baby gear, I need a class to work that thing. I was struggling the other night. You, it's you, been, it's there's been a years, million man. buckles on it. I'm like, and when you have no sleep, that's you don't the know tactical what's part, Michael. Is you got a lot of a lot Shout of out tactical baby gear. Though. They've been helping me get through that's this. That's right. Um, but to your to answer your question, we talk about all the time how to like get through things, and I'm not that I'm getting through it or we're getting through it, but me and Dana are very like day to day, week to week basis. We're not overthinking it. We're mm-hmm. like, all right, what's tomorrow? What do we got? How do we survive? We've been looking on a very short timeline. Yeah. Well, sometimes know? sometimes that's that's the only way to do it. Um, and shout out Dana. Dana's been crushing it, which uh, I'm not surprised, but she kind of taken has taken things in stride a little more than me. I've been way more wound up and stressed uh, this time around for some reason, mm-hmm. and I can't figure it out, but. Hmm. Well, I'm rooting for you guys. Yeah. I'm, I'm rooting, rooting for, for me too. For, Thank you. Yeah. Um, we, uh, so I don't know if you've been seeing, you've been seeing the, park that i've been posting sick um, by the way yeah yeah yeah. but it's actually pretty cool because it's it's local in the town and um the committee that i'm on actually assisted to get the grant funding and assisted with the design and the implementation of this park so now i feel like you know 
Yeah. I mean, I, I want like a little plaque up there yeah. with my name yeah. on it, just just as a contributor, you know. But it was funny seeing the designs and all this stuff kind of come to fruition to now being able to have Cali enjoy it. And they got football fields, baseball fields, handball, pickleball. CV, we got to go play uh, pickleball. It's some of the best pickleball in the in the county. Yeah, uh, they put like four courts in, donated by Club Fit. Shout out Club Fit. Unbelievable um, promotion right here. Yeah. This is guys taking notes. This is how you integrate stuff. <laughs> no, no, I'm serious, man, because a lot of people so people have been asking me, where is this park? What it, you know, what is it? But it is town of Yorktown. Right. Disneyland. Um <laughs> Granite Knowles. But it was cool. It, it was personal to me because um the friends board that I'm on, um on that commission. And yeah, we've been, you know, we've been working. So That's it's awesome. it's cool to finally be able to uh, I guess reap the benefits of what you, you know, work for. That's tremendous. Um but yeah, it, it it's I've been trying to just take advantage of getting outside, um, keeping Cali active. I do feel that kids these days, like it's always, you know, even as parents, you know how easy it is to try to shove a, a very, screen I'm in front of them. Of that. Here's a phone. No, I know. Yeah. Sometimes, you know, and and like in in Karina's car, um, Callie is able to, you know, work with the iPad and watch that stuff. <laughs> in my car, we don't we don't do that. Like, and I, I'm not saying it's a comparison, but I'm just trying to. But I'll compare. I'm trying to level the playing field, you know. Yeah, you're and to and she just it. loves she loves being outside. So I'm like, like even if I'm tired, like f it, we're outside. You're a better man than me. No. I've been throwing on uh, all the junk TV in the morning <laughs> yeah. just to get well, through. Well, don't, don't get it twisted. She's still in love with her Blippi or Coco Ballin and, you know, all that's, that. That's I got her into good. Barbie. Barbie, by the way. It's big Barbie. Oh, there's this one uh, dolphin episode. Oh, it's incredible. You got to <laughs> yeah. check it out. You, uh, so <laughs> I swear. On that note, we watched the movie Pirates. Yeah. Uh, I know you're not a movie guy. Yeah, I'm not. Is it's Cards of the you Caribbean? You know what Claymation is? Claymation? Yeah, where they're like. No. That's Clay a figure? perfect example. What is they that? do this. They literally move the clay. Stop motion. That's it. Oh. Bit, Put your mic on, see. Um, Put the voice on. <laughs> this movie Pirates, tremendous. It's stop motion. That's stop motion. The guy's basically trying to win Pirate of the Year is the whole thing in the movie. And I'm like, Dean, are you watching this? Is <laughs> this is great. Like, I really enjoyed Good content. it. And it was so <laughs> outlandish that I'm like, this yeah. is tremendous. Like, they have an award show for the best Pirate of the Year. Yeah, yeah. And the way you win is you get the most booty. <laughs> like ah, the, there's funny. so many like in you know yeah uh, innuendos innuendos like, yeah. this guy's my guy you're my innuendos you're my second half right. <laughs> um so the every disney movie has a million adult innuendos which is why they're so popular not only with kids but also with adults i don't know if you noticed mm. that yes for the non-movie people they do check that it out. yeah pixar yeah, no, no. started it i think um you uh about the plaque so i think about it all the time and i've been leaning more into some guerrilla marketing so I think my theory is if you just put things places and they look like they just, go, no one's going to check. Right. That's right? True. So donated I think, by yeah, <laughs> like, by the swing set. Like, yeah. Too. <laughs> donated by Dave Regina. No snooze podcast. There's no like if you make it somewhat presentable. I think about this all the time. Just drop like, a rock. <laughs> there was a guy on TikTok that used to like go in and put a picture. You know how they have the the stock photos in some restaurants yes. of like guys eating pasta. Yeah, that he he and a buddy would take the photo and they'd switch out the photo wow. and see how long it <laughs> lasts. Yeah, that's funny because there's so much going on, yeah. and if it's there, you're like no one in the right mind would bring a photo in. Right, but God forbid the you know the person I guess who controls that sees that we did that. That would. That would I my incredible. fun fact is I used to go to people's houses <laughs> and I used to take a photo of them like a really like romantic one and then put it on my shelf. So when <laughs> they a, came to your house, like you'd have all these photos. <laughs> that's like, good. How did you get this photo? I was missing a couple. No, photos we got. Yeah, I think yeah, we did yeah. you. We did, <laughs> I think we did Phil's. <laughs> we did you. I think we did Matt. This is great. Maybe Tierno. We had like four why or five. We, were up there. Yeah. I, we might have lost. There's this beautiful picture of Callie and I on their, <laughs> Dude, on their dresser. We might have lost them when we moved, by the way. <laughs> that is too funny. Oh, my God. Um, business. How's business? I see. It's I, wild. I love the. It's um, been wild. No, you're raising a lot of money. That's I good, uh, made the. Uh, loving it. Slice timber, as well as promoting for this uh, race for a good cause. Yep. Terrible combo. Very difficult. <laughs> Very difficult. <laughs> and I don't want to let either down. Yeah. Um, so like the amount of pizza I've consumed this month is <laughs> sickening. I've somewhat kept a pretty good figure. Like yeah, I fit in my clothes, like nothing's crazy. I'm not as peeled as I was in the past, but I know that like October I'm going to snap back. You because, do look good though. Um, thank you. Running has been my savior, but I mean this, um, marathon it's, I mean, I know it's, it's a marathon. Sunday. It's a Sunday. Three, it's a, what is I'm, it? I'm, I'm, I'm preparing for the marathon. Well, it's decathlon. whatever it's this is, I know it's a race, but I mean, you're not really trying to win. No, no. So I, as long I, as you can run I, for the turtles. three miles. My goal, no, no, I'm going to finish it. So I, I was You can eat as much I, pizza as you want. <laughs> yeah. My thought was I was going to try to promote both and eat a pizza while I ran it. Oh, my but God. But I'm not that I'm not that in tune with myself. 
Um, so it's 3.1 miles. I'm actually surprised I've been able to run that much, but it's because I'm, you know, 30 pounds less. Right. So, you know, and I'm a little stronger. My legs are a little stronger. So I've actually, I've been running on the treadmill cause it's easy cause you can do it quick and then go upstairs and change. But I've really enjoyed running through the neighborhoods and like looking at houses because on, here's a fun fact or a, a cheat code. If you're looking at a property, I like to walk the area because you see little things that if you're driving or if you're like, you know, seeing one house, you're not looking at the area well. You see all these nuances of like, oh, this neighbor keeps a bed, a bad backyard. Like there may be a problem neighbor. Uh, this person keeps a really nice front lawn. Like the, there's all these little details. You see a neighbor looking in the window at you and you're like, oh, so there's people there's that are lurker. here during the day. <laughs> so it's um, it's been fun because there was a couple of properties I had a preview. And I'm like, oh, shit, I have no time. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to run to the property. It was a commercial property. And I'm going to walk it and then preview it and then see if I'll set up an appointment. So the goal for the run was to finish my run under 35 minutes, but then also see the property make the appointment. Gotcha. So I like integrated yep, it yep. and it was fun. It was hard because cool. I was dying yeah, and I was yeah. trying to like, well, that's nice. That's nice. <laughs> yeah. You know? Um, so, uh, have you um, kind of timed your runs? Like what are you doing a mile in? Do you know? Um, I'm at like a 10 minute pace. Oh, that's not bad. You know, yeah. I, like because I am running up hills and whatnot. Like, like I ran minutes. through, <laughs> you know, Byram, right? I yeah, ran yeah. from my house into Byram. Byram's pretty hilly. Byram, it can be hilly. And I ran up a couple big hills and I did 31 minutes. So my thought, we're at Todd's point this Sunday. It's flat as can be. And it's like the vibe there is a lot more like p positive and stuff. Yeah, yeah. So I think it's going to be, I'm going to try to break 30. That's my goal, you know? Uh, but we have both kids coming. I was gonna push one of them. You should. I was gonna say you should push. So God forbid you don't make it or you pull yeah, something. Yeah, you can you blame. Just be like, yeah, yeah. I yeah, thought about this. Yeah, yeah. I was pushing um, two babies. Come on, what are you doing? So that's been good. The you know Golden Knights Foundation. My guy Greg. He. I got linked in with him because of the Weston thing in the past right, where right. we did the socks. Um, and I was fired up on caffeine. So I'm like, yeah, dude, plenty of time. Just had a kid. And it's gonna boom, be easy. And it's there. been a grind. Like you know, ten thirty night. Like I gotta get this post up to promote. Um, but we, the concept we put together was a lot of fun in the first year we've done it. It's basically, he was thinking of, and you guys can steal this idea for like any personal stuff. He was like, all right, what if we get gift cards and we raffle off gift cards? I'm like, yeah, that's cool. But like, I don't know if I'd be excited to win one gift card. I'm like, what if we get all these gift cards given to one person? Yeah. And well, it like, depends if that gift card is a hundred dollars or $200. I, I know, mean, but here's so $20, many dollars. You're like, oh, let yeah. me ask you this. Would you rather win a gift card for 200 bucks or $1,500 worth of you know 25 gift yeah cards. that's cool like it's mind-blowing amount where you're right. like oh, i'll donate 10 to yeah, yeah of course so the concept was there and the execution has been decent i would like to do it again next year with le i'm not doing sliced timber again because I, I might die um <laughs> i don't know you and callie both man you guys consume a she's lot hammers of pizza, pizza. Oh, she's celebrating four wait times is it that bad no it's so, hard dude it's what? a lot was it with, one slice every day you, for the whole month of september it's the new kid new kid juliana <laughs> not sleeping having to eat pizza Trying to work out for a marathon, everything's working. <laughs> marathon, but I mean, is it one slice? Is it one slice per day? Or are you having like a whole pie per day? Oh no, we're doing sessions. So like, I, mean, today, I still think I could do like, a whole pie per day. But yeah, yeah, you could do one. a pie per day. I think no, you so. can't. I think so. I think no, you, you could. I think so. a pie per day for how long? It depends what kind of pizza. The pizza is very light. For Thirty days straight. I think so. I'll make that bet. It's a good challenge. I'll listen, make that bet. I like these challenges. You listen, cannot do that. When it comes to fitness, you're going to win every time. When it comes to eating, how I long, don't know, my man. But how long are you really talking? Every day you can consume a full pie. But what kind of long? pizza? There's a lot of thin pizzas. Doesn't that, matter. Like, I mean, like it doesn't. Air. There's no time limit, right? I can eat it throughout the day. I'm yeah, pretty sure. I can, how many I'm days? Pretty straight? sure I can eat. Thirty I mean, days. I've been right? eating my my turkey for like. Eight months now. I mean, I've been doing it for day. twelve years, bro. Well, then there you go. I love pizza. I can definitely eat that for yeah, a month. Yeah, me too. Straight. But a whole pie. All right, time out. A one pie is not that much. Oh it's man, not. it's not. Certain places, like I, it's David. Have easy. you never had a whole pie by yourself? No, that's what, not what true. That's about? not you true. You've done it in front of me. <laughs> <He's full laughs> of shit. I know he is. <laughs> He's full of shit. <laughs> Mike and I start covering the mic. You know what I do? He's done it with me, so I know. You know what I do though? I spread it out. I think I go like I go like three off the top, maybe four. But you that's know? fine though. I mean, that's you know. But for no every day, I think it's the consistency of yeah, slamming no, I, pies. I, I, I gotta <laughs> try it. That's crazy. I yeah, so you guys to, want me to get fat? To answer <laughs> your question, we've been doing sessions. We knock out six or seven spots a day. Wow. But that's think about this, right? I go in there. They're like, "Oh, Mike's here. He's going to promote our stuff." They throw everything at me. So I mean, arancini, uh, mozzarella sticks, like wings. The amount of wings. <laughs> it was Wingtober. <laughs> oh, I was God. hammering wings. By the way. Clydesdale Pub and Grill in Portchester. 
has these boneless wings. Clydesdale? Clydesdale. It's it like out. this DL spot. This guy from Badaway's <sighs> removed. What's the point of boneless, though? Oh, the point is you pop them like pills. <laughs> um, time out. So six to seven a day. I have like 14 to 15 slices, maybe 16 plus apps a oh day. Oh, my God. I swear to God. And it's hot oil. It's sausage. It's mixed. Greek pizza. Like I had a Greek slice. Like random stuff. Stomach is like in knots. I don't know what's going on. Then... uh. Like I, we have 22 slices in the books. So this week I got to sneak after this and get us a, uh, a pie at this uh, food truck dough girls because they're not available when we're shooting other times. So like there's one little, we're doing dominoes this week because Freesha's brothers was the first people ever that little, um, yep. the buggy spot. Yeah. Uh, Freesha brothers, the, the garage. Yeah. With the, the cars. Buggies. Oh, yeah, yeah. They were the first ever delivery of a Domino's pizza. So we're gonna do dominoes and shout them out. That's awesome. Man. But there's these little one offs. Great in supporters the of the week. podcast. Amazing they, supporters. Yeah, yeah. She's big time. Um, but long story short, it's been really hard. It's very hard. Especially in the middle of all these like deals and work and, and like showing open houses and then like right. shit, I gotta eat four pizzas later. Like <laughs> it's just this one thing. Yeah. It's, it's a been lot. a lot. It's been a lot. Fun to watch. This year I wanna do less, but more. So like Instead of doing both of these things, just like knock one out of the park type of thing. Right. So that's going to be the the like adjustment, but we'll see. I know I say that and I never do it. Yeah. Um, I no man. Yes to anything. No, there's there's a, have there's you liked September? Lot. Yeah, it's awesome. I love it. I mean, summer eh. Some well, slices are eh. See, they, I don't, don't know taste if we. I think we'd repeat some spots next year and just do like the bangers versus yep. like there's restaurants that have pizza, but it's like eh, I don't. It's I wouldn't send someone for the pizza. Gotcha. You gotcha. know what I mean. Um, no, I, I mean, we love pizza in my household. You know that. Oh, so I know. We, we crush it. But it's actually not that bad. If you're going to get fast food, pizza is by far the best. And actually, Coach Scanlon. No, no. Coach Scanlon always, always and promoted that. To that point, to that point, think about it. I didn't think this through either. Mm-hmm. I mean, pizza all week. And then you go out to like someone's birthday or whatever. Guess what we were having? Pizza. Oh, pizza. Yeah, yeah. Right? Well, that's my point And then with we have you. all these leftovers. Like, and then guess what I'm eating? Pizza. Pizza. And I'm like, life's a pizza. But I'm like, to, to, to CV, that's life's the point. Life's a pizza cake. You're going you're gonna to get No, I hear you. Sick. But I think number you can one, do it. Sick of number it. one, I, I love pizza. That's so number 30 one. days straight. Number two. You think you can eat number 30 yes, pies. I've, I've done, like, not pizza, but I've done other foods every single day. I wonder why you were 60 pounds a week before. Not for nothing. One pie for the whole day. I mean, you can eat it for breakfast. You can eat it for lunch. You can eat it for dinner. You're only talking about two slices each or two and a half each. So I wonder, that yeah, now that you say that, I mean, I have eaten five eggs for the past I think, I think 15 I do years it. because there's some pizzas like um, Greek Street pizza is amazing. Yeah. Super light. Yeah. Um, Greenwich pizza. And that's the other thing. Light. I'm not going to go have a sausage pizza or a fully loaded. Right, I have like a plain, plain, right. plain pie. Some yeah, of that stuff you eat and you're like, did I eat that? Already? Yeah. Like colony. Throw I a little have, salad, a little I, lettuce on top of it. You know, <laughs> you have you had colony powder. pizza or Rico's somewhere. What do you think? Good. How many how many, yeah. how many full pies could you put down? I don't think I'm doing full pies, bro. Dude, they're small. They're like this. Yeah, but not personal pies. I'm talking yeah, about extra personal. large pies, like a pie. A, a not big... extra large. Extra large is your personal pie. <laughs> We're pie. You know what I mean? Like, like a, t- a standard pies. 16 inch. Yeah, like what's eight your, slices. What's your typical pie? 16? When they bring out a pie and it's like that, I'm like, that's not a pie. That's disrespectful. Yeah, that's, that's a, a personal slice. pan pizza. It's a slice. That, yeah, that's personal pizza. Okay. No, no, no. I'm ordering, like, I mean, if we order to the house, I'm getting extra large pies. Glenville Pizza has, I mean, I got to shout my guy, Frankie. He brought in some new slices and was on me to come try them. And I'm like, they can't be that good. Like, you're Fire. a great promoter. Pretty good. Wow. I, I gotta check their it out. vodka slice really put me over the edge. I got to check it out. I, that day, I at, at Glenville Pizza, yeah. after all my, our other shoots, I think I put down 15 slices there. Wow. That's a lot, dude. This is That's a showing. I put on a show. Yeah, for real. And then I go home and I like cry. Michael the show. Yeah. Pirelli. I actually worked out that night. Mike too. the slice Pirelli. Um. <laughs> But anyway, Good. it's enough been... pizza talk now. <laughs> yeah, sorry, we're, okay. we're sidetracked. Yeah, getting getting hungry. Point being, though, you go from like eating perfect, yeah, and like it was fun for the first couple of weeks, and now I'm like, I want to get back to working out, right? But I can't work out because the baby. It's been so hard. I'm trying to work out in the middle of the day. How's your head? Mentally, yeah, I'm a, it's not good. Not good. I've right? been in a, a funk. When, well, when that happens to me too, because I can't work out. I know. Or, it's not that I can't work out. We tried. Yeah. Dan's done everything in her power, but I, I'm work. put with the decision. I'm like, all right, well, if I work out now it's great but then all this other stuff i gotta get done yeah. i can't do it at night because as soon as Livy gets home i can't get anything done right. from like so your window is crushed five right? to ten yeah if i was married to dana i would absolutely lie if i were you i would join a gym say i have an appointment um and go, literally go to a showing but well, here's she the, didn't know that my showing is in the mirror yeah, showing yourself <laughs> equinox the problem is though it's my business so i'm like i can't i would love right, to do that right, and I have right, yeah, yeah, that. I 
so that's why I've just been prioritizing running because like I can get that in for 30 minutes. Yeah. And it's like, but then you got to shower, you got to change back. Yeah, it's a lot. Right. So I'm trying to figure it out. Yeah. Um, and not that I'm counting, but I've taken 12 days, 12 days off. Why the counting stresses me out? No, I just, I, I, I think I've built this habit to yourself. I built this habit into my life to where it's the standard that I work out. You know what I mean? And I do have the ability to kind of work out either at work or in the morning or at night, regardless. But I just find I make sure find that I time. find the time. Um, it's, so, I need that, though. You know? So here's a tip. I want to know your thoughts on this. I tell myself, because this is a very extreme situation with all the stuff going on, like it's all about the, the, the narrative you tell yourself. If you tell yourself, oh, I'm going off the rails, then you lean more into that yeah. versus I'm telling myself this is a temporary situation yes. in this extreme thing. I'm going to snap back into it when I, once I figure it out again. Yes, I like that. I, I'd never tell myself that I'm not going. I've done that in the past. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm going off the rails does not sound good you, for me. Because if you say I'm going off the rails, then you're like, well, those boneless chicken nuggets sound pretty <laughs> I good I right told now. myself I was yeah. going to do it, so I am keeping my promise to myself. Yeah. But I do need another air fryer. <laughs> How many days off? 12. Oof, oof, I'm a 41. I've been counting. <laughs> You've been counting? <laughs> yeah. 41. Yeah. I think yeah. that was a, that was I how had, I finished last year. I think I had um two bad weeks. The first week of the year, I got yeah. sick, and now when I was on vacation, half the vacation I didn't work out. Yeah, because I got sick too. Actually, that's yeah. Why. Um, yeah. I mean, but I've been, you know, I've been casual. Like after a colonoscopy workout, real quick. Um, you know, there's yeah. been <laughs> he's got some elements. <laughs> I really did. <laughs> I've been trying to. Now it's to the point though. Like I'm like I kind of play with myself. You know, that, well that sounded weird, but. You know, I kind of, I kind of mentally, yeah, I've That's always done this. <laughs> I mentally screw myself. Camera right? on mentally you. Say it again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mentally screw myself. I play with myself a little bit in terms of um, the story and the narrative that I give myself. I'm like, so what? I got a colonoscopy at, at 9 a.m. You know, I could work out at 3 p.m. Why not? Pre- you know, doctors don't recommend it, but like, if I could do it, why not? Just don't squat. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, why not though? I don't, I don't understand. <laughs> Just don't squat. I have, I have to say, having the two kids, not to harp on it. Now in my head, I'm mentally thinking like, oh, everyone thinks I'm going to slow down. Can't slow down. Can't slow down. Yeah. Just so I'm going. creating a little more pressure than I think I should. But it's been good because then I'm not, you know, when given the opportunity, I've just been pushing through. Yep. Um, it's wild though. It's pretty yeah, wild. Man. Um, we got to get a workout in once I'm back and going. Because I've been hearing I'm, this for two years, Michael. Where I got a gym at home. You can come by the house invite anytime, me. dude. I need an invite. You're, Level well, Fitness is waiting have, for Michael to show Pirelli to walk in. Wait, how about we saw Uncle Dave <laughs> at, uh, first off, I made Dana run in, which is hilarious, oh, yeah, yeah. right? I'm going to get Dana run in there. And mind and, you, I'm doing the shopping every week for my household. So <laughs> the background of this is that I get embarrassed sometimes because Dana, like people help Dana bring things to the car. When you don't really need help, like it's literally a, a case of diapers. Like it's not heavy, right? But they feel bad. It's you know, yeah. a woman by herself. Maybe she has a kid with her. And then they open the hatch and I'm just sitting in the dr- this driver's seat, right? Posting sliced timber. Ma- yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like eating pizza. Yeah. So when she's like, oh, I had an escort drop me off of the car. I'm like, what the fuck? I got pissed. I didn't even turn around, right? No, I didn't. I was like, fucking Dana. Like, again, <laughs> you got to make me look bad. And then I turn around. It's Dana. I'm like, oh, good, okay. good. <laughs> I anyway. thought you were going to join me at Level Fitness that day. No, I tried to, but we had somewhere to go. <laughs> somewhere to go. I got to get out of there. But I, I'm looking forward to when we get back in the gym, like making the lower level nice. I'm going to get turf, paint, like paint everything, make it nice. We got lights finally. They're putting a space <laughs> heater for the winter. Like nice. I'm going to be big time. I see you. I'll get you a fob. Okay, I, I need one. Get Twenty-four, you twenty-four you hour gotta, access. You got to apply though to join. You got to bench a certain amount. You got to right. run a certain amount. You're running. Uh, the, uh, I don't know. I've been doing twenty minutes stairmasters every day now. Ooh, we don't it's have nice. that. There. Tough. We don't have ceiling yeah, the height. ceiling height. I got you. Might cut a hole for you. Put uh-huh. your head in there. <laughs> um, so no business. I mean, I, I think for all industries, though, just in general, it's kind of it, it, it's getting back. Yeah. Um, and I guess it is, you know, you've heard the new normal or whatever. But for us, it's exciting time because we've uh, been able to exceed our annual revenue and sales goal already. And we haven't even closed out the third quarter yet, which is fire bonuses because, because the past couple of years. Yeah. Right. And then it's funny because the budget for next year has no increases in salaries. Okay, like, I love it. Yeah. There's no union contracts in place right now. So it's a weird time, but um, program participation and like just the, the innovative stuff that the team is now coming up with is nice to, to see like it all coming back around. I mean, we never stopped. We, we were more of an essential service, but it's just a, it's just a good time to, to be in business. I have a question for you though. And that's why I got, got into business. Yes, sir. First time since I think 2008, um, that interest rates are above 6%, right? Yes. I'm getting a little itchy myself. 
with uh, with a property, right? Even okay. just even a, even in a family investment type thing. Um, Itch you to buy a property? Yeah, like I mean, I you know, you, my plan. I've been very transparent. I wanna I wanna um, get a property every five to seven years, um, paired with you know my pension, paired with the other retirement accounts that I have in place. But I want I I want that. That's that's my goal. So this is now year three. So I'm starting to mm-hmm. you know starting to look. But um, I've been reading a bunch of articles on on just the real estate market. I'm curious to hear you. Being Mike Pirelli Greenwich Real Estate, what your thought is, first time since 08, over 6%, which is not typically, well, uh, from a historically, I guess, uh, a historical standpoint, that's not that high. It's not. Uh, what do you know about seller financing? Do you know what that is? I do. Okay. Because you are very persuasive. You network well. I can see you being the type of running into the owner. You know, they come out because they're alarmed that there's this big gorilla on their front lawn. <laughs> so, um, I think what I foresee is people getting more creative with how they buy properties because people still are going to buy. Um, and the financing, yes, you can go the traditional route, but if you want to combat that a little bit, I think people are going to use their life insurance for borrowing against to Leverage, buy properties. Yep. Um, they're going to use private money. They're going to use uh, seller financing where you get the, the seller to uh, basically give you the mortgage because mm-hmm. then you can play with the interest rates and whatnot. Um, I we're in a bubble in Greenwich, so it's all very different. Uh, I foresee there's going to be opportunities. I think a lot of people, if you're going to buy, the markets that are the hottest are things that are moving ready. We're getting a lot of people from the city still. We're getting a consistent wave of those people, and the opportunities I see are the ones where they need a little TLC. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and what I've been trying to tell all my clients is like, you can get something that needs TLC, but you don't have to add a footprint, like you can work within what's already there, you're going to save a ton of money. And then in addition, if your timeline is 10 years, your chances of success and making money long term is way higher. Right. Um, there was a big invest. So I don't know. Do you know who Grant Cardone is? Yes. Everyone does. Because great. Do you marketer. know who Michael Jordan is? Wow. He just compared Grant Cardone to Michael Jordan. In real estate? Who, who's bigger than him? It's good. Right? Think nice. about it. Dave, nice. You're supposed to say um, yourself. Mike Pirelli Greenwich Real Estate, baby. I might be delusional when it comes to my body, (laughs) not with business. Uh, So he he has an interesting take on properties. He goes for like the A of the A properties, and he doesn't really care what he buys it for. If he buys it for a premium, he cares about the financing because that's where you really make the money. And he loves doors. So his his approach is, all right, if I'm going to have it for 10, 15 years, I'll take a loss for five years, six mm-hmm. years, but I'm going to get the premium properties that are going to appreciate, and I'm going to uh, work the financing so that I can, you know, have it. And uh, in the future, you know, in the five to ten years, I'm going to be in a much better position. I'll take a, I'll take the long term approach and give the sellers what they want, but then get my terms, right. which is interesting because I, if the if the rates are six. You could probably work down some sellers, but if a seller's not budging and it's a great property, then the conversation's like, hey, listen, um, I can give you the price, but for me to make this work at your number, I need this. Right. And it's a very nice approach because you're like, oh, I'm getting my price. Because mm-hmm. a lot of people are emotional and they they get stuck on that number right. when you make the money in the financing, the yep. deposit, the, mm-hmm. the all the other details are what you should be focusing on. Yes, the purchase price, you never want to go crazy, but I'd much rather pay a premium for a premium property than a cheap property at a discount. Does that make right. sense? Yeah, of course. And even in, a, in the grand scheme of things, twenty whether it's a 15-year or 30-year mortgage, I mean, $50,000, $100,000 is not the end of the world. But my only thing with Grant Cardone and those guys is you're talking over a $500 million net worth, right? Like their their portfolio is stupid. So their yeah. risk reward right now is much different than somebody that's kind of just getting their feet wet or somebody like you and I, we have a couple properties just starting out. But my argument for you is like you have great income, right? You have a solid job, you have other investments. So yes, you want to make some cash flow, you want to do well on the property, but lo- the game's long term. Right, long term, correct. There's another investor, this guy, Matt Onofrio, who's amazing. He talks about he's worth $100 million or something. He's like 34, 32 maybe. Um, and his whole thing is like real estate's the only place where you can pick your uh, how much you're going to be worth in the future. It's true. Because if you buy something for $2 million and someone's paying it off, 
you're going to have $2 million in the future right. if you yeah, get paid yeah, of off. Course. So he's like, it's really interesting that people play small because at the end of the day, if you can get the, t- yes, it's more risk because if you don't get a tenant, but if you can get it, you can get it a place occupied, it doesn't matter if they're paying 4000 or 10000 they're paying it. Mm-hmm. So it's like the key is to get it occupied and buy stuff that's going to stay occupied and you can take more of a risk, which is really interesting. So all these, you know, I try to convey this to people. The biggest thing too I tell people is like for you, you have a family, you know, daughter, um, you're very busy. So a lot of your uh, evaluation of property is going to, how much time is it going to take to get it rented? Is it rented currently? How much work is it going to be? Right. A lot of people don't take into account how much time uh, renovations cost. Mm-hmm. Right now, I'm like, all right, we did this ma- two massive renovations. The next property we're getting, it's going to be a, I call it a marketing flip where you have the property, you're a mom and pop, you've been renting it for $1,500 a month, but because I'm taking control of it and I know how to market it, I can get 25 Right. So I'm not putting in any, um, I'm putting in a skill versus uh, like money to a renovation. Does that mm-hmm. make sense? Yeah, absolutely. And you could paint and like, yeah, it, do little it things, up. Right. You could do the good, um, what's the place with all the cutesy stuff? Home home goods? Home goods, yep. You could do that type Stage, of flip, yeah, yeah. right? But <laughs> it's very- <clears throat> Sounds like a Dave Regina-esque flip, not yeah. fixing anything. Well, that's, <laughs> I mean, ideally- it's just you see that's where you can make money and your time to rent it out again is right. literally like a week. Yep. Right? So it's very – I'm my whole mindset is completely shifted as far as like – I think I've said in the past, but the domino concept of every time a domino knocks another domino over, it could be double the size. Mm-hmm. I've really tried to take into and apply it to real estate. So like if you get a property at 500000 the next property should be a million, then should be two, then should be four, because in theory, your skill sets should get you close enough where you can learn and bridge that gap. Mm-hmm. Maybe you're not super comfortable, but you know enough to bridge the gap. Right. And then the next one, it's like, all right, well, you got that property, you have a little more you know, cash flow, you should be able to jump to the next level. Mm-hmm. Versus if you're doing the same thing, your skill set isn't growing, um, your portfolio is growing, but not exponentially. Does that make sense? Yeah, Absolutely. Well said. CB. So, w- so to answer your question, full circle, mm-hmm. I think now is a great time to look because we're pretty frothy still. I think the winter is my favorite time to buy properties because the mindset of people is I'm going to enjoy the holidays. There's snow on the ground. If sellers are on the market, they're motivated and they're freaking out a little bit because they're like, I have a property that's empty in the middle of winter and pipe breaks, uh, the heat. All their expenses are really cutting away at them. So I've bought my properties, well, not the last one, but the first one like in March, and there was a foot of snow on the ground. Mm-hmm. And they're way more amenable, and you can negotiate more if they're still around. Hmm. So if I were you, I'd look like, you know, you don't have to buy anything, but a good time to look is from, you know, after Thanksgiving until about February. Yeah, I don't know about that quick for me personally. But no, I was but just even asking, a look. Yeah, yeah, even, no, no, of course. Well, I've, I've already started looking. Um but just just in general, I, I don't know. Um, there's can, one one opportunity I was telling you about uh, is still on the table with um, it's oh, a yeah. it's a commercial building, but it's it's I guess it would be six doors. I gotta send you that guy. Good. I gotta send you the two guys I've been reading. There's one book called <clears throat> Invest in Debt, and it talks about how it's all about the financing, not so much the price. Yeah, and like your return on time and all that. That's great. And then this uh, Matt Onofrio guy watch his stuff um, because he's big and he. Commercial real estate, I've said again, is like there's so much more you can do as far as manipulating it mm-hmm. versus residential, right. which I really like. So for you, who's not, you know, it doesn't sound like you want tons of properties. Right. You need properties that are going to be uh, very lucrative. Yeah. So like with one commercial deal, you can have a life changing amount of income versus residential. Likely, you're yeah, not going to exactly. have that. Right. Good so point. if I were you, I'd take a shot at the commercial and say f it, you know, because you're taking the risk either way. Yeah. You know. Good point. Very good. Is it resident six residential? Um, yeah, with and there's one storefront, so oh, that's nice. It's good because residential is yeah, exactly. a little more, and then commercials like the time to rent out commercial is usually longer. Yep. So if you can get a good anchor, right, or you get like a ten year lease or something like that, a fifteen year yeah. lease. But if you a, have all the residential, yeah. you can offset it. Very nice. Thank you, CV. Let them know where we get this protein at. We wanted to take a quick second to let you guys know that we partnered with our good friends over at Orgain.com. We're happy to offer our listeners 30% off by entering the code NOSNOOZE30. Again, that's NOSNOOZE30 for 30% off your first order. 
If you're on the market for a new protein powder, nutritional shake, protein bar, or Mike's favorite, collagen peptides, Orgain is your one-stop shop. As all of you know, my Crohn's disease is currently in remission, and the only protein I use is from Orgain. My personal favorites are the chocolate peanut butter and the vanilla bean. With the code, you can try a two-pound tub for under $20. Talk about not snoozing. Go get yours today. Now, back to the epi. So hopefully you guys enjoyed that uh, that little catch up. section on uh, yeah catch up little real estate talk, uh, but something that that Mike and I think wanted to discuss today is the concept of betting on yourself, right? And this is a um, I, I don't know the first thing that I think about in terms of what betting on yourself really means um, is developing the trust within yourself to be able to take a risk to start a new endeavor. Um, to basically put your foot down at a time where you can have multiple opportunities or you can see yourself doing multiple things, right? So whether that's staying at a nine to five versus going on your own as an entrepreneur, um, whether that is starting, I think about my, my mom, right? She was at a point in her life where she took an opportunity and she bet on herself to never drink again right? To be sober. That's one of the, the most incredible things that I lean on now as personal motivation for myself um, to look at. I look at my dad, right? This, this guy is 58 years old, literally just opened up his own farmer's agency. He's 58. He looks right? good. Yeah, it looks good, right? Shout out Mike. Shout out big Mike. Mike's age well. Um, but literally, Michael Regina agency. Yeah, I saw that. Like, yeah. Like yeah. how dope is that? I mean, this is, this is a guy that used to um, work four different jobs just to try to put you know, happiness into, into his family. Um, so seeing that is, is, is a direct reflection of being able to bet on yourself. Um, so what are your thoughts when it, when it comes to that? I, I don't know if you feel this way, but I think control is like the biggest thing that I connect with it because I always have conversations with people and they're like, ah, I'm very comfortable. Where I am like, you know, it's a little safer. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Just because you're at a firm doesn't mean you're safe. Ooh. If anything, I would argue you're less safe because you have less control. Ooh. Right? I'm not saying go quit. Like yeah. I'm not saying working for a company is not great because you do have um, less to worry about. You have more of a specialty typically, so you can focus and do a better job. Right. But at the end of the day, when they are making cuts, just know it's business. Correct. Right? So that's my argument with everyone when they're like, oh, you know, uh, real estate must be tough. Like it's all on you. Like, yeah. you, you know, if you don't sell, I'm like, no, I. I'd rather be able to look at my family if they're hungry and be like, I can go out and change that right. versus go and ask someone be like, hey, can I get an advance on my south? You know? Yeah. Not so, to say that you can't, but. Right. Uh, no, that was something that I was actually thinking about as well. Removing, because uh, again, I, I kind of feel the, I feel it in both worlds for me, right? Like yeah. I've bet on myself multiple times financially. Like well, That's if, a big, that's how you know if you if got real stuff. Pe <laughs> well, if people knew how much money that I was left with after my first investment, yeah. it would be disgusting. Yeah. yeah. Like literally to the point, you know, I had to convince, um, you know, a couple family members even of like, you know, is this a good move? Because I was living in a house that was an incentive through my job and basically took all of yeah, the that. savings um, that you know, we were able to save over the course of five years and all of our wedding money into something that we weren't even going to live in like that. That was pretty, that was pretty risky. Right. So I remember I remember that happening. But what you were saying is basically when you're betting on yourself, you're removing the illusion that I think we all create in our heads of job security. Right. Like there, there's something to be said about going in, punching the clock, nine, five, you well, know, you get the benefits, you it, get right? all that. Like you do a side right. hustle, like you can do yeah. things without quitting your job, but betting on yourself is investing in yourself. Correct. But I think it opens your eyes more because there's a lot of people in the world today that are that are just very, uh, I, I don't want to say focused, but they're they're almost taught like, yeah, you know what, just go get this good job and, you know, punch a clock from this time to this time, which is great. But you're in a time frame now, whether you're listening to this in 2022 or you're checking this out three years down the line, technology and all that stuff is advancing. So it's great to have a good job, right? Like CV and I are both products of that, but also it's a great time to bet on yourself. And to, to your point, like I take you guys as a good example. If you are within like a uh, company, you guys have the skill sets where you are technically already betting on yourself, where if you were like, oh, you had a life change, you'd find another job. So like 
you can still control your destiny within a, co- a company. You just have to invest in learning the skills that are applicable, right? Mm-hmm. Like if you're at a company and you're fixing cars and all the cars are turning electric, it's like your right. skill set's going to be a little tough to pitch to the next, yep. you know, so maybe you got to adjust. So um, I think about that and the, the big thing for me with betting yourself is the control relieves stress in mm-hmm. a weird way. Yes, it's more stressful because at the end of the day, win or lose, it's on you. But you, at least you had the opportunity. Right. So like with the stoicism thoughts, it's like focus on what you can control. If you can't control anything, then you're just stressed for like, you know, versus if you can actually take actions for whatever goal you're going for, there's a, a relief of stress of like, listen, I gave a great effort. It didn't come to fruition, not because of lack of effort. Right. And if you could say that, that relieves a ton of stress for me. Yeah. You know? Yeah, that, that's a good point. Um, something I, I can, I guess, speak about because it, it, it happened at a, at a pretty important time in my life. But I had um, I had a lot of people in my industry, right, telling me not to jump out. Because basically what I did, I was essentially the director of recreation, right? So I left a union job that would have eventually been a six-figure job, um, but I would have been in the highest position that I could possibly be with having protection of a union. As soon as you become management and you step into the commissioner titles, you come out of that union completely and you're no longer protected by what everybody sees as like, you know, the the benefits of public service. Um, So I was 26 years old and I literally had people in my ear like, why would you do this in a place that you haven't been for, I, I think I was there for a year and a half at that time. And my thought process was exactly what you were saying. I'm like, well, I have the skills I believe that would be able to pick me up off the floor if I did get fired. Uh, but it was a very risky thing. And I think looking back, I didn't realize that I was just betting on myself, right? Like yeah. that that's all that that was. And I think the biggest lesson from being able to do that is I think all of the standards in my life have raised drastically. I think too often our standards of not only ourselves, but our skill set are at a mediocre level. We don't realize the potential that we do have, right? So when I stepped into that role of assistant commissioner at 26, now looking forward and at 32, I was able to secure a deputy commissioner position. It was proof for me that my standards needed to raise. So I needed to start acting a certain way in every aspect of my life, right? And that's why I take fitness so seriously. We've spoke about that many times. Fitness not only keeps my mind right, but it's a standard that I have, right? So me saying to to you that I've taken 12 days off this year, that's not a brag. It's the standard that I have. If I'm able and willing on that day, I want to show up for myself because as soon as I do that, now I'm able to check that off my list. So I think for me, when I bet on myself, the the biggest change that I've noticed is that my day-to-day standards, not only in business, but professionally, they end up raising drastically, if that makes sense. That makes perfect sense. You know? That's like uh, anytime my default, like you're saying, is like if you're contemplating whether to take something or bet on yourself and like gamble a little bit, my thought is like, it's less risky to bet on yourself because you have the control, right? Mm-hmm. And it incentivizes you to bust your ass and make it work. Correct. And figure it out. And then once you end up figuring the first thing out, when you do, you don't have to do a major bet in the beginning, but maybe a little one. Then you figure it out, and then you get the confidence that you can figure it out. And that is worth its weight in gold because as the the bets get bigger, your your confidence in your ability to figure it out and make it work gets higher, right? right. right? So the other thing I do is I work through kind of worst case scenario. If I do fail, I know you don't like the word. If you do fail, you'll you just go back to something else. Like if you have the skill set, mm-hmm. then you're never unemployable. Yes, it's going to be harder, but worst case scenario, it doesn't work out. You go broke, go get the job again, like right. or whatever, do another thing. So I think we in our heads create all these like, nah, I can't do it because this, can't do mm-hmm. that where it's real like just take the jump uh and figure it out you know you got to figure it out um and it's okay to think through scenarios to protect yourself but don't overwhelm yourself like you'll deal with it when you get to it right there's a level of like you're not going to know everything that's okay most people don't know what the hell's going on day to day people in the biggest positions ever are like i'm just going to take it today and i'll figure it out later i don't know where we're going i just gotta make a little progress towards it right and then you adjust on the fly yeah. But I don't think it's for everyone. No. No, no, of course. Of course not. I mean, uh, I'm thinking of even people in my in my circle, right? We've heard the story of of uh, Mark Carter who literally, you know, bet on himself at 
30, what was he, 37 years old going into the, the fire academy, leaving a career, a state career that was a six-figure job, um, and now he's at the best point of his life, has more freedom um, and financial stability over the course of this past five years because of what he did back then. Another uh, person in my really close circle, don't want to say his name because I don't know if it's it's public yet, but he's uh, he works for TikTok. So if you know who works for TikTok, oh, me too. Um, he, he does uh, music licensing, right? He just left. Oh, he did? Yeah, he just left and he went on his own. Oh. Uh, which is a big, big move because you're you're basically leaving a company that is, I mean, thriving. Rocket ship. <laughs> Literally, like, uh, you know, you're thriving, but he's been able to um, establish great connections and relationships in the industry when it comes to the licensing, and he has a lot of experience now um, that he's taking the leap. And it's not an easy leap right now, you know, yeah. but we've been talking through that, um, and it's, it's just essentially these guys betting on themselves and, you know, yes, hoping for the best, but also putting in the action to make sure that it's the best outcome for you. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, the there's points like inflection points in your career, in your life. And I always came from the school of thought of like, I would regret not taking swings. Mm -hmm. Like I'd much rather strike out at the plate than be sitting there looking and strike out, you know? I'd much rather be like, ah, I gave it a good swing. It didn't work. Good story. <laughs> and if I connected, I would have hit a home run. I swear I would have hit a home run. Listen, if I it's like <laughs> at the end of the day, if you're hitting a home run, it's people forget. Yeah. So you got to it, mentally it's tough because sometimes you feel very alone when you bet on yourself because mm -hmm. it's like, oh, damn, what did I do? There's a lot going on. How am I going to figure this out? But again, you just take it step by step. You just chip away at it. And in you know five years, you'll look back and be like, it's the best thing I ever did. Yeah. Um, also, I think one of the major things when it comes to betting on yourself is being able to really look in the mirror. Yeah. Right. Like, I don't think the truth at that point when you bet on yourself can lie to you anymore. It's almost easy when you are a. Oh, you get exposed. Yeah. Like yeah. if you're a nine to five worker and you get a salary every week, like we do, like we can kind of fake it at times, you know, um, whereas there's been times in my past that like when I made that financial investment or I bought, you know, my house, um, the, the truth is right in the pudding, you know? So you have to really look in the mirror and say, okay, well now that I've taken this leap, what are the action steps that I need to take to start getting back on my feet? And if you are exposed, you know, in a, in a certain area, what are you going to do in business to make sure that you're no longer exposed? Right. Yeah. And so it, it's a very, um, it, it's an important time to be able to say, if you do take a leap of, of any sort of faith, um, to make sure that you're looking back at your skill set and you're able to really diagnose your own reality. You know, a lot of people, even when it comes to the gym, like, ah, oh, I go to the gym four times a week, like five times a week. Why am I not getting results? Well, look in the mirror. Why aren't you getting the results? Right? Like you're not making the good decisions when you're going out, you're drinking too much, you're, you know, you're sacrificing certain things. Um, and you know, the gym is always an easy example to, it's good though. to give, but I, I think looking in the mirror is, is, uh, very important. Um, even in relationships, right? Like, you know, are, are you, what, what are you allowing in your relationships, right? Like whether it's a boyfriend, a girlfriend, a wife, a husband, a uh, father, mother, or an, uh, an employee, you, we get to a point that we allow things, right? And then that becomes our norm. So we have to look in the mirror and say, well, what is it that we're allowing? What do we want to change moving forward? Beautiful. I, uh, the thing that I'm struggling with recently is when you do make the decision, right? Whatever facet it is, mm -hmm. accelerating through the decision and not like, what does that mean? Like, so once you make a decision, you got to go, right? Like you got to take whatever decision it is and get momentum. For example, when I left my sales job to get my real estate license, I was like, all right, I could stay at this job and kind of milk it while I figured out, but I got to take this momentum and see if I'm going to sink or swim, right? So I jumped out of that and got a job in real estate right away before I got my license, which was fast. Right. I don't recommend it, but for me, kind of accelerating through gives you an actual shot. Sometimes, like if you ever try to uh, change a lane in traffic, you, you wait a split second, you can't get in. There's just cars passing you, and it's just not versus if you just, all right, I'm going to change it, and you accelerate through, you skip that person, you're off. You're spot on. And I love what you're saying, but now I have a question. I don't know if you can answer it, right? Uh, For somebody who hasn't ever done that before, how do you take the first leap? Like, what, what do you do? You just go? Like, because the, the 
traffic is a perfect example, right? Like yeah. that is a time everybody has been there. Like, you look in the mirror, you hesitate. Now you missed it. Now there's tractor trailers. Now it's seven and minutes you're before get you're in, getting into but that lane. You're going to have to get the momentum. Again. Right. Correct. Yeah. Whereas like, I think everybody has also been there. Like you're like, Oh, I got a little time. Step on the gas and get into the lane. Right. Yeah. So now how do you apply that to life for the very first time? What's the first action that gets you the biggest return on it? Right. So like I'm trying to give a good example. Um, you want to start a new business. You're like, oh, I'm fired up to start this new business. What's the first thing we did? Instagram account. I just put it, yeah, put it out there. Right? right. And it's like, free. Yeah. It's like, yeah. all right, well, there's no, there's no, you know, stuff for that. There's, and it was that and reaching out to and people. And reaching out to people. So like, what's the first thing you can do that is going to at least get you to the next step? Um, licensing, right? A lot of times um, there's new endeavors that require license. Uh, equipment big thing for me is like, all right, I want to start running. Got to get a treadmill. So like I can't run. I could, could run and go outside. But for me, I'm like, I would love a treadmill. And here's to the next point. What I've been struggling with lately is as your business grows, you spend more money mm. and not using your previous budget right. to impact how you spend Yeah, and being confident that, all right, well, if I put in $1, I've been getting two out. Mm-hmm. I got to put in $10 and try to get 20 out. Right. Like that is very hard for me to like scale up because I'm always very lean and I have so many, we doing our renovations and personal investments have so many expenses that are coming into the pipeline, but I'm also trying to accelerate the real estate business. So you get this, like you can't let your personal cash influence your business cash, even Mm -hmm. though they overlap. Yep. And then on top of it, I have investments that I'm investing in that I'm doing daily and my money's dropping, but I'm like, I got to stick to the plan. That discipline within your uh, actions is very hard. And then the next level is when you're going and trying to take down a commercial building. Do you know anyone who owns commercial buildings? Uh, yes, I do. Like in your family or like close yeah, friends? Yeah, close, yeah. Oh, you do? Yeah. See, that's awesome. I don't. Well, I was telling you, my, well, my mentor, John. Yeah, yeah. But that's like <laughs> a friend, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But correct. my point is like when you talk to your friends and family about like no one owns a commercial building. Right. So that's hard because then you're trying to like, you know, you're talking about your goal or what you're going to do and no one really connects. So then you kind of put yourself on an island and it gets very like you got to you got to trust yourself because not that people will discourage you, but they won't be able to encourage you Mm -hmm. because they don't have anything to pull from. Right. They're not going to be like, oh, I own a building. Yeah. Unless you get like, you know, that's why mentors are important. But you're just casually talking to people and like, oh, I'm going to buy a building like that's the next. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Okay. Interesting. How you can do that? Aren't they expensive? It's, right, right. Like, <laughs> yeah. Aren't they expensive? Right. Like yeah. even when we were bullshit. Yeah. You're like, yeah, grants is expensive. Like, yeah. N- it's not that people are trying to discourage you. They're just in their brain. Yeah. They're like, that's a lot. But in reality, it's like it's not terrible. Right. I mean, yeah, you're yeah. buying, and it depends what you want. And so it depends on the location. That whole like leveling up, it it. You're required to bet on yourself to level up in whatever you're doing, whether it's family, business, fate, whatever it is. There's some type of investment, whether it's time, skill set. There's something you have to sacrifice. Mm -hmm. And if you don't have confidence that you're going to give it a big swing, I think I'm more at ease when I'm like, I might fail miserably, but I'm going to try. When you give yourself the ability to maybe fail, but you, if you... You tell yourself, like, if I give a big swing and I strike out, at least I gave a big swing. Yeah. And I can look myself in the mirror and be like, listen, we really, we took a swing. Yep. Versus you're hesitant. You're like, I don't know if I want to do that. You know, this, that. And then all of a sudden, two days down the road, you fail. Then you're like, I should have done this. I should. Right. Versus like, take that swing. Yeah. Um, and then I guess, so that makes me think of, of a uh, quote and it says, when you don't know what to work on, work on yourself. That's a good one. Right. Because there's been so many times, I mean, even, even the, the personal things that we've spoke about here in terms of like, um, you know, potentials for the, for the future, right. What we were talking about a couple of weeks ago, um, you know, it's, yes, it's great to have the idea, but now what are the little things like Mike was saying, right? What are the little things that you can be working on in the background versus I think a lot of people look back and they're like, oh, five years ago, I had this idea and you never did anything to even move towards it. So we're not saying just up and leave everything, but yeah. if you get a little confused, I think that's normal, but take the time to work on yourself a little bit in that aspect, right? That's always better than nothing. Yeah. Um, and I, I guess I, I want I want to ask you this too, in terms because you as an entrepreneur, 
right? I've done certain things, even with this podcast here, that we definitely do things on our own. But you certainly do a lot more when it comes to business as an entrepreneur on your own. And I always hear that entrepreneurship is lonely. I feel it myself sometimes, right? But you being in it day to day, you said, yes, you have to be able to develop confidence. What's one more thing that you think for entrepreneurs that are feeling lonely uh, that could be helpful for them? Uh, I mean... That's a good question. I'm trying to think what I do day to day. I try to stay connected to people. Oh, that's a good one. Um, but not within the business world, right? Yeah, like, yeah. it's great to talk to people in the business world and stay connected, but just like family and friends, like because then you so feel don't isolate, lonely. right? Yeah, don't, don't isolate, isolate right. cause it's easy to isolate. Yeah, yeah. Because you right. get into the work and you're like, I have so much to do, I don't want to talk, and nobody understands. Uh, you, you don't know the, the hustle. Well, yeah, like, woe is me, and like, oh, I'm so tired, I can't go out to like my friend's birthday. When reality, it's like that's what keeps you like. That's why you're working so hard is so you can go with your kids to the beach. So you can, so right. that like keeping the the frame of mind of like. Why do you work so hard? Well, so I can provide for my family. And then you're like, well, then why would I skip a day with the family? Right? Mm, so that's it's like a good, very good balance. In your head, you're, it's it's logic, though. People are like, oh, I'm trying to grind for them. But ultimately, it's like they, they're they here now. So <laughs> just make good. time. Right? That's very good. Yeah, I call yeah. myself a couple times doing that. Um, so stay connected. I like to stay connected with um, like on YouTube with all the people that I am aspiring to be like. Mm -hmm. So I pick out a couple names and I'm like, I'm modeling what I do after them. Right. So this Matt on a guy and it changes, right? Like during different phases, I was targeting different people and like this Matt on a guy and this guy, Tim Bratz, Bratz, both are in commercial. Yeah. They're both, they're not so young, but they're building out businesses that I'm like, I want to kind of emulate what they're doing. And I actually give more credibility or not credibility, but if their life seems similar like if I'm like, oh, they have a wife, like they, they're in a, a luxury market. Like if I can connect with these people, that's mm -hmm. who I try to listen to often. Um, and I, I try to take a lot of action. So when I'm like alone and I have all this work to do and I'm like, all right, I got I to gotta get going. I, I just have no momentum today. I'm like, all right, let me go out. Let me see some properties. Let me get excited again. And then I'll come back to the office and I'll knock out everything. So that's as little as seeing a commercial property that I can't afford yet, but I'm going to look for my investors. Mm -hmm. That's going to make, oh, I could do this. Like I, I met the other agent, nice guy, but he's no different than me. Like they're just normal people. Yeah. So like re-centering yourself constantly is a, a thing I do a lot. Do you ever do that? Yeah, that's a good, good skill. So I don't do it in that aspect, but in terms of the taking action, I get very overwhelmed just like everybody else in life, right? Yeah. Like a lot of stuff going on personally, I can't really discuss here, but there's times and seasons of your life that you go through like hard shit. Yeah. Right? And it just is what it is. Um, but always what I've, what I've leaned on now. And I guess, you know, through time, I, I feel that like, yes, I am unstoppable for myself. You know, the only person that can stop me is me. Um, I have that on my work phone. You know, you are your only limit. Uh, but I, I do have the discipline now and the structure in my life to be able to say, fuck whatever's going on, as bad as it is, as bad as things may seem, it doesn't matter. This is what I have to get done. And I'm going to at least take action on the first thing that I have to do. Um, even, even in parenting, right? Like parenting is not easy at all. But you have a choice, right? Are you just going to you know, go through the motions and then forget about yourself? Because that's very easy to do, too. Or are you going to add you know, a little self-care to that list and make sure that you're, yeah, you got to feed the baby. You got to change the baby. You know, you got to give the baby a bath. And, you know, yeah, you want to get outside. But there's ways that you can be disciplined in your life. And I feel like everybody has that skill. They just haven't explored the skill of discipline. Um, but I like what you're saying. It's different than what I do because I just kind of go through it. Um, whereas you're saying, like, get re-excited about the thing that's inspiring you. For example, right? Um, we're trying to like stay pretty lean and save money. But at the same time, I'm like, well, me and Dana don't get opportunities to go out on dates. So like it's Wednesday. I'm exhausted. I really don't want to go out. But then I'm like, what's the whole point? Like well, if we're not going to go out on a Wednesday and like reconnect and enjoy. And it could be going out with a friend, like anything. Mm -hmm. You know how you talk yourself out of doing things? Yes. And you have to. You can't do everything. But I have certain relationships in my life where if people call and want to get together, I make time. Mm -hmm. There's other ones that it's like, eh, if I'm available, we'll do it. Right. And a lot of people won't take offense to that because I'm pretty blatant about it. But I've been fortunate where I have a small group of friends 
that I feel are way closer than like acquaintances right. that I'll drop everything and make time. Yeah. Um, so that like that little thing there, like going out tonight and just going to the bar, having a bite and talk and having a drink. Although, yes, I could be knocking out work during that mentally. It like gives me a little shower. Mm-hmm. It gives me a mental workout so that I can then be motivated and excited to go do it again because we talk about a lot of stuff like, you know, if you have close friends, if you're not married, if you have close friends, um, if you have a business partner, like kind of talking and not being structured and just kind of brainstorming and talking about the potential in the future gives you that excitement again mm-hmm. and it re-inspires you and it's a constant battle. Yeah. Um, so that's what I've been trying to do lately is like just because you have all these new endeavors and you have all this stuff going on, you can't just cut out certain things that are very important because the only way you're going to survive it is to keep those in there. Mm. And just be more efficient in the other places. Yeah. And cut out other junk. Yeah. Like that's top of priority. If I can't do that and I'm too stressed, then I gotta What's cut some other stuff right. out. Um question, are you gonna eat pizza with your wife tonight? No. Uh, actually, <laughs> no, ac- no. You know what? Actually, we might have to get a slice in so we can finish September. <laughs> so we actually might, um, now that you said that, which scares me. That is so good. But I have lunch at Dough Girls after this. I'm gonna have a slice. Dough Girls? Dough Girls Pizza Best Pizza Truck. Their pizza is unbelievable. The little style, like the Fortina style. Yep. She's from New Haven. She's from New Haven. Tremendous. Shout out Louise. The Shout best. Out Louise. I called her randomly. Remember when I sent that? Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's right. She was available. She was like, Mike, you're like me. You didn't call me. I'm like, I'm sorry. She's like, I got you. That's awesome. Um, but the yeah, the I what I've been doing lately, just my last note, is I've simplified it very simply to like I trust my gut and when given the opportunity bet on yourself those are my two things I've been doing lately Mm -hmm. and the reason I'm so confident doing those is because in the past they've worked they weren't the easy choice right they've been a lot harder than other ways but for example with my company like there was an opportunity to be a part of teams in my company and you know the company I'm at and I could have leaned into being the assistant and leaned into being kind of number two. Yep. And I'm like, you know what? Uh, there's a uh, a saying, be the bird that bets on the wings or be the bird that relies on the wings versus the branch. And in my head, I'm like, what if these people leave the leave you yeah. know the industry? What am I going to do? So I, I peeled back and I really focused on learning and doing more independent deals. And it's put me in a position where I'm way more confident that I can provide for my family because I'm not asking anyone to give me business i'm mm-hmm. going out and making it happen right so that's an example like i'm in a company but i'm being very uh strategic on how i'm approaching it so that i am more confident and more uh prepared if there's a change right i think you're explaining how you're being strategic but also aggressive in a lane in case you know and not aggressive in a bad way yeah. but i'm just saying aggressive and taking action just in case you know you are the bird that falls off and you need to rely on the heart or whatever. Yeah, and I'm not saying like <laughs> mentorship's fine the and like that's great, but at some point you have to assume, this is terrible to say, you have to assume everyone disappears. Right. And it's like, all right, worst case scenario, everything disappears, can I survive? Yep. And if the answer is no, you got to work on stuff. Right. If the answer is yes, then do what you do and just keep growing on that side. I love it. As long as it's not a fish that climbs up a tree, we're good. <laughs> the fish, <laughs> that, fish that climbs up a the tree. The fish that climbs a tree. Um, but I forgot what what the saying is, but, but you do you get the visual? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Because yeah. the branch breaks. It's of like, course. you're dead. <laughs> you're dead. <laughs> uh, no, good stuff, man. Always good to connect. CV, you got anything, uh, any final thoughts? Shaking now. Um, so this will bring us to my favorite section, Dave's Dime of the Week. Dimes, dimes, dimes. It's been a minute since Mike has backed up my dimes, right? I, I felt good today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, this one is is very simple. And I know Michael loves uh, loves simple. Let me make sure I get it. Uh, <laughs> you call me simple? Get it right here. Um, and it goes for everything in life. You cannot conquer what you do not confront. And I love that saying because I feel in life, even for myself, right? I've always known these certain things. I know the right decision to make, or I know I should be taking this action. But I, I almost do what you were saying before and like, I, I go the other way or like, I just kind of ignore it. You know, like it's like, oh my God gut maybe at one point told me not to but it really wasn't my gut it was just my safety instinct in my head so I chose not to confront it and if you don't confront something that's always step one but without confronting it you can never conquer it 
That's in anything in life. Pretty good. <laughs> not pretty, bad. pretty what, good. What measures? Was it? You can't man- manage what's not measured. Or yes, right? similar. Yes. It's a yeah. good one. Not bad, right? Not bad. Simple. Uh, Simple, Dave over th- here. That's it, right? <laughs> hey, Simple. and by the way. I heard the shit you were talking on that oh, episode that you dropped. Which one? <laughs> yeah, where you called yeah, me like 27 Step Dave or something, and you're ta- talking to CV. That was good drop. Yeah, yeah, that, that was, was good. good. That was good. How many steps? Yeah, a lot. Of, like nine steps today. I'm known for the steps. <laughs> nine Step Dave. I am 10 Page Dave. I could be nine. Ste- 10 Step Dave. That's what I should be. I, I, I want to apologize for the 10 pages. It's good. It's good to keep up 10 pages a day. <laughs> I mean, it's respectable. I remember. So full transparency, right? Like when we first started out the podcast and like I I, Mike was trying to convert over to a a lifestyle that, you know, was inclusive of consistent fitness. Right. Yeah. Does that make sense? Still trying. And he's like, yeah, but what do you do? What do you do? That's hard. And I'm like, well, I read 10 pages a day. And then CV and Mike, the two of them were like, dude, that's the easiest thing in the world. And I'm like, but try it. Like, really try it. Because it's not that easy. Like, there's so much shit going on in your life. They're like, the last thing that I want to do is fucking read 10 pages of this dumbass book. Uh, But guys, always, always a pleasure. Thank you guys for supporting what we do. You can cop some of the merch back here at, what's the website, Michael? NoSnoozeShop.com. Beautiful. And until next time, stop snoozing. Get up and get after it. We got that right. And bet on yourself. Like, subscribe. Give us a shout out. That's another Effie in the Books. Go follow us on Instagram and Facebook at No Snooze Podcast. Subscribe to our YouTube channel, No Snooze. Come on. Come on. If you want to inquire about potential sponsorship and or collaboration, reach out to us at nosnoozepodcast at gmail.com or message our Instagram page, which is at no snooze podcast.